Rav Hutner wrote extensively about this. One of my visions, I would say one of my dreams, I'd sound like a certain guy, but one of my visions in, in, in starting a community and being involved in a, in involved in a side of the community was that Tkufus Hashanah should be lived. Elul is Elul, Sukkot is Sukkot, Pesach is Pesach, the Bein HaMitzorim, that the Tkufus Hashanah, we shouldn't just, oh, grab, like, by the way, it's that Tkufus Hashanah, to try to pick up ideas and ideals from the different Zmani Hashanah. Every cheshven is a tricky one, obviously. Once there's no young toidman cheshven, Kleiso calls it mar cheshven, the bitter cheshven. And the, the reason, <coughs> every year would speak the same word to cheshven. Every year he would say the same word from different sources. Kederich with Hirsch, he, he was a big makobal, he speaks in terms of Kabbalah, he speaks in rise from Tanakh. Every year he would come from different Vartim, but always the same idea of Cheshvan. What was his Vart? He quoted a Pasuk in Dvarim. In Dvarim, in Perak Tezvav, Pasuk Zayin. In Perak Tezvav, Pasuk Zayin, it says, Ufanisa Vavoyker, turn in the morning, Valachto Yolecha, go back to your tents. It's a mitzvah, right? So that after Yantav, you would think, might say Yantav, your book. Kultav, Yantav's over. Kultov and you fly away. I always, my, my visual, might see Yom Kippur in the yeshiva, it always makes me laugh. Yom Kippur's packed with people. You blink, might see Yom Kippur, there's not a guy in the city. It's always like, it strikes me funny. That's my visual. Hashem's mitzavi, of the rice to stay overnight in Yushalayim. After Shmi Yatzeris is over, you think that night, you blink, Yushalayim is empty. It went from being packed, no, amidst the raiso, fanisa baboiker, don't leave till the morning. Go back to your tent. It's called Lina. The halachic name for this chiv the raiso is Lina. When you bring a carbon, there's the same chiv. When you bring a carbon, you're not supposed to leave the day of your carbon. You're supposed to sleep over Yushalayim and leave the next morning. You don't leave Yushalayim right away. So if Hirsch says, what's the oinek of this halacha? What's the depth? What's the lesson of this halacha? It seems rather odd. What are you sitting around for? I have a more vain, a more vain visual I have after a ball game. People fly even early, they file out. Can you imagine a guy sitting in a seat at the game and he's still watching? You say, buddy, get out. What are you doing? Game over. So what's he here by, by the young time are over. All, this, all the celebration is over. In camp, anybody who stays in camp after it's over, such a depressing feeling. All the courts are empty. All the place is just dead. You want to get out right after camp's over as quickly as possible. You want to get out. And here we have a tzivu, you know, stay overnight, don't leave till the next morning. What's the, what's the, what's the message? And if her says that the message is that the, you're visiting the Kodesh, here you're going to the Beis Hamikdash. Here you're coming to Regalim. Mayim means a meeting with Hashem, and you're gaining all this kesher to Hashem. The message is: let it spill over into the Yemei Chayil. The purpose of all the Kodesh is to impact the Chayil. So if her says we have to stay overnight, is the pshat? Let it overflow into the Chayil. Don't just leave it. Okay, now new gear. Fakir, stay with it. Let it flow over. Let it overflow into the Avodas Chayil. This is a theme of Rav Hirsch. Every year he said in a different way. Some years he said that Other years he said it from Tosefes Shabbos. 
Because the mitzvah the raisa, according to some, Shailun the place was the raisa the rabbanan. It's the mitzvah the air on the Shabbos. And Rav Hirsch said it's the same idea that Kodesh is supposed to impact the Chayel. Rav Hirsch wrote an essay that he wants to close down all shuls. He said that people are getting into shul, they're viewing it as houses of prayer. You know, guys, I want to give some spirituality to God. Everything I'm doing is chayil, mundane. Let me do something spiritual. For this reason, Rabbi Leichter hates the word spirituality. As if there's like a void that's dedicated to Hashem, and then I go back to life. Chas v'sholem. A yid's life is all, b'chol ma'asecha de'eyu. It's all about serving Hashem. The Kaidish, the times of going to holy places, holy times, are meant to impact us that there's no chayl, that all our chayl is elevated also. That's the Avayid Yid. The Chavetz Chaim said, he has the cash and precious gracious. Every single thing was created at once. The spiritual and physical component at once. But a human being, a human being is first created physically. Then by Yipach Pa'ap of Nishmas Chaim. Then Hashem blows in the Neshama. Why was man created? Creating the neshama and the guf at the same time. An animal, the ruach of the animal, and the physical parts, the same part. We don't find he made an animal, and then he inserted chios. So by man, why do you have to be this clod that didn't move? And then by yipach papach nishmasayim. The Chavetz Chaim said that it's a message to us that the job of man is to take things that are chayil and infuse them with kodesh by doing it l'man Hashem, by doing it in the, with the rules of Hashem. That's the job of man. Comes of Hirsch, and he said that the avoid of is to bring all the lessons of the Yom Tovim. There's a series of Yom Tovim that starts in Pesach, goes into Shavuos, goes into Sukkot, Midrash, Maklar, Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, and not three holidays, put like the stuff, the three Mayadim Darais at half the year. You know, they're a cycle of Mayadim, and now we come to a, vi- a, a winter bereft of Mayadam Daraisa. And the Avayit is to take those lessons of those Mayadam and infuse them into these seven months, these six months, the months of Cheshvin, Kislev, Teve, Shvat, Adar, Adar, some years, to infuse these six or seven months with Kodesh, to take those lessons and bring them into our day-to-day lives. That's what Hirsch saw as the message of staying overnight, of letting the Kodesh overflow, not stopping the Kodesh and I get to home. Rav Hirsch said that Bilam looked at the Yidin and he said, You're unbelievable. How amazing are your tents, Yaakov? Your Mishkan Yisrael. What are the tents, Yaakov, Mishkan Yisrael? So we know Yaakov refers to a Yid as a simple Madrega. His regular family life, the way he is to his wife, his children, and his business, that's Yaakov. Yisrael refers to Yid learning Torah, the Bata Knesias, Bata Midrashis. Goyim also have specialness in their house of worship. They're also intense. It's not like Mishkan Yisrael Yisrael for certain, but they also. What blows Bilam away is Matoivo Yalecha Yaakov. You're so special in your oil. Your Yiddishkeit pervades and it dominates your day-to-day life. When you're in your oil, when you're in your day-to-day life, how impressive it is. And he understands it comes from Mishkan Yisrael Yisrael. Till today, my wife at work, the Goyim are amazed how part of our life Yiddishkeit is. That it's not two independent things. That Yiddishkeit is so... We don't have like service... Goyim has religion. The first one, a long, long essay, ripping, quote Yiddishkeit a religion. Goyim have a religion. They have, they have 
things of worship to Hashem. We don't have a religion. We have a life. Our whole lives, from all our actions, know Hashem. It's a life of service of Hashem. Especially you are Yaakov in your day-to-day life. comes in. That's why it's very medukta that it says, turn in the mornings to your oil. Your oil means even in your day-to-day lives, go back and bring it there. Go there and bring along the lessons, the Kaidish, the holy things you acquired, bring along to your day-to-day lives. Rav Hirsch said tongue-in-cheek when he said to shut down all shuls. He had a hundred-year plan. He wanted to shut down shuls. He felt the shuls were imitating places of worship. Rav Hirsch himself said, he said, as the shuls get nicer, the homes get uglier. They we're building beautiful shuls. Still, we're building a beautiful shul here. We have to build beautiful houses as well. Rav Hirsch said, you know what the word shul means? It means school. First said the word shul, people don't know what it means. It means school. It's a place you learn. A guy asked, did you have a good shachris? Yossi just made a shachris minion. The sight of a good shachris means that the rest of the day you're honest in business. The rest of the day you learn like a ventura. The rest of the day you treated your mishpacha in ways of patience. It means you learn the lessons of a godly person. It's school. It teaches you lessons. Even the word pilol itself means to judge. His palel means to self-judge, judge oneself, to make sure one is aligned with truth. When we face Hashem and talk to Hashem, we have to work, walk out more aligned with truth. So if Hirsch was mechazik and chesh, when he said, the avoid is, there are no yom tevim. The avoid is, it's the win- beginning of the winter, it's the beginning of the yimei achel. The avoid is to take all the kedusha from the holy days, from the days of being with Hashem, to take it and bring it into the yimei achel. That's what Hirsch every year wrote about in the month of cheshvan. So that we should be zaychetaka in these months of winter. We should be zaychet to light up the winter with Avodas Hakodesh, with the lessons that we learned from the Yom Tovim, from the Yom and from those great days of Kiras Hashem. We should bring those lessons now into life. The betachem we picked up sukkah sitting in the tzel Nusa, sitting with Hashem. We have to bring into the winter, into the day to day life, and taka Hakodesh. There's so much to say on these parshias. And the shame is we learn these stories when we're young, so we get used to them, we don't marvel at them, we don't think about them in a creative way, we don't think about them in a mature way. We learn the story, sure, Noyach built a teva, and they went on with animals. As a, we learn as a little kid, we don't reconstruct it in our minds and get inspired by it and get elevated. So I want to start a few things about Noyach. We start that Noyach, it says, Esu Kim Hishalech Noyach. With Hashem, Noyach walked. What's his halich? Though the word is halich, it's a funny word. It should say esali kim halach noyach. Noyach went with Hashem. What's his halich? What's the translation of I say his halich with Hashem? Halach noyach. Noyach went. What's his halich? I don't want to hear anybody with too much diktuk here. What's his halich? Halich would mean goes. What's his halich? The Taish translation for Baldictuk is he caused himself to go. I love that translation of a tzaddik. People think Tzidkus is, you know, when a guy, when you're little, you want to become a gadol. You want to become like a, like I, I made it, I'm a gadol now. 
A guy who wants to become a Rebbe, wants to become special, wants to become a Masmid. Oh, you become a Masmid, and you, the rest is history. You walk off at the sunset. It's not that way. <laughs> the word is Salech means consistently caused himself to go. His Salech is reflexive. It means to do something to yourself. His Palel is reflexive. To do something to yourself. His Halech, the literal translation, is he caused himself to go. He didn't discover Hashem and the rest is history. I saw his read, I, I have a book in my house about Bali Tshuva. So I always laugh. It, dis, it discusses, it's a beautiful safer. And it discovers their, their journey to finding Hashem. So the, the silly person thinks they have this inspired, they find Hashem, uh, and they walk away together in love forever. It's not that way. You discover Hashem, that's a madrega. Then it's a lifetime of causing yourself, of continuously being mechazic oneself, pushing oneself, encouraging, overcoming. People who steig, often, I cannot have met a person who grew who didn't struggle at any level with this Nisayim. Like I thought once I get here, isn't it going to be easy? After all my work, I'm here. <laughs> you're at, you're at, whatever I'm here is, but this continuous work to stay there. Esalei cannot halach he went with Hashem. His he continuously caused himself to go with Hashem. There had to be much pushing and encouraging and sticking with it. He didn't reach the tzidkos and then an autopilot. You think Rabbi Yasha, like, he's 100 years old now, like, he discovered when he was 20, Hashem, then he, his halich, there's a process of continuously causing oneself to walk with Hashem, continuously pushing. Those that are on autopilot, don't stay with Hashem, they fall away. We have, one has to be his halich, continuously encouraging oneself, continuously inspiring oneself. I, when, I was, um, when I was moving back to America, so I went to a yid, I went to a Yid who I studied, I learned by. I asked him for an Eitzah. So he told me every single day, the rest of your life, I want you to learn Parakal from the So I try to learn it as much as I can. I don't do it every single day, far cry. But I try to learn it. In the Parakal of Bebis Chiddush, you have to remember Messiah Sisharim, the Grawler, Messiah Sisharim, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Yadav Kamenetsky. The first parak tells you the purpose of life is for Ilam The purpose of life is to do mitzvahs. The purpose of life is to get a kesher Hashem. The purpose of life is to pass the Siyanis. That's the first parak. And all the pleasures are there to calm us down in order that we can focus on the eco purpose of life. Uh, can I just summed up the entire first parak? Now, so I got it. You got that? It was very hard. We probably all can say it back. What the Messiah Sharm one? Is it designed, you know, after you listen to the tape, the tape like blows up, there's no need for it anymore? Maybe everybody should get the first paragraph of Messiah Sharm should come with like perforated lines so you can like rip it out. When you're done, you got it. Pretty easy. You got down the purpose of life. What the Messiah Sharm? See, that's to learn that parak again. The rest of it is are, are complicated just that take a lifetime to acquire. If you learn the book, he promises if you finish my book and you keep everything, you'll have Ruach HaKodesh. It's this awesome book where he guides you to great steps. The first parak seems rather simple, very quick. And even the stars, he is Baravis Amei and it's very clear that a person has to constantly learn it to re-mechazic, re-put in himself these ideas and ideals. It's very easy, even though intellectually we know it's easy to get lost. How often do we have nisayinus and we melt? We melt because we forget we're here in order to, in order to pass nisayinus. We forget the first paragraph of Yisrael 
There was a yid came from Eretz Yisrael and he told me, Kalish, he don't hush worship. He said, I despise America. And he did. He said, Bateva, so I'm always very afraid to admit things about myself. I don't have such confidence. This was a very common. He said, I despise America. I want to give an admission. It was even hard when you go there to Israel, they rip America. That doesn't bother me. It's attack a dangerous country. But I want to make an admission. I'm amongst friends. I love America. I'm very patriotic. I feel like Hashem put us in a country that are amazing to us. Let us learn. The government's probably, the American government probably is the biggest supporter of Tony in the world. Proud not, not being Megazim. The entire Lakewood stands on the American government. All their HUD programs and this. The biggest supporter of Tyre in the world is the American government. I think it's us that have ripped them. I think the, I think it's sick to rip them. They're the biggest supporters of Tyre in the world. You heard it. Pashtas, the American government. That's the Pshutai. Why Ashkacha has it that way? I don't know. Maybe it's a Schoskim. I have no idea. I'm very patriotic. I like the country. I dabble for the country. I, I, think, I don't say Goyim can't turn around and be bad to us. And you'll, we'll, we'll hear, we all heard the Shvuzim. If we turn our back, they'll kill us. It could be true, but right now they've been good to us for many years. And I don't say that, that they can't turn and things can't change. I say, if I can, if we're not market toy, if we don't keep Hashem's toy, things could change. But I think, I, I feel very patriotic. I, I, and to me, I'm concerned what a sad country is. It bothers me. It's such a sad country. It bothers me. It bothers me. It's such a good country. It bothers me they're so sad. And I think the reason it's such a sad country, the people, I believe it's one of the saddest countries in the world. If you had some, like, odometer to measure happiness, some measuring yard, it's a sad country. People are just not happy. Like, to the extreme, it's quite a sad country. And to me, they don't know Perak from Hashem. They don't know Perak It's a shame. Because they think this world's Elam They think this world's Elam So any Nisayin, they melt. And it's a world of Nisayinus. Any Nisayin, poor me, why do I have such a tough life? Instead of realizing we're here to pass Nisayinus, that is a place for pleasures. Iker pleasure is Elam Pleasure in this world is only to give us Yishev Adas, to accomplish. It's not the day of pleasure. If an America would know that, Chazal, become a happy place. It is a sad place because they don't know. They think, If this is a world of reward, why do I have to go through this difficult time? If this is a world of accomplishment, of passing the Sinus, bring it on. Let me take my Nisiyanis. That's my point. We don't ask for Nisiyanis. David Amelok said, bring it on. Dangerous. We don't ask for Nisiyanis. But we certainly don't run away when we have them. We certainly, we certainly take on our challenges. We need pleasures in order to have Yishev Adas. But, we, but primarily, we hear from Nisiyanis. So a person doesn't say, why me? How many people walk around? Woe unto me. Poor me. We have a difficult person in our life. A spouse, a neighbor, a friend, a congregant, whatever it may be. How many people walk around their whole lives, poor me, woe unto me? Ridiculous. We're here for Nisyanus. Pass it with dignity. Pass it out. That's what we're here for. Certainly we need pleasures. A person lives like this, a happy existence. But we have to constantly be Halach. Not he went in the past. His halach, he continuously goes with Hashem. That is one idea that I wanted to share with them. Another idea, there's so much to talk about the Teva, but I want to speak about the crowd of the Teva 
The Teva to me is strikingly similar to the Mishkan, to the Mishkan Hashem. And it's, it's, in Svarim already they compare the Teva to the Mishkan. I'm amazed at the Teva. We, we some have to, we'll talk about the Teva, we have to talk, analyze the Teva in a minute. We some have to realize that the whole miracle of Teva clearly was very unnecessary. Hashem easily could have left all the animals alive. It's a miracle of epic proportions in a world that Hashem doesn't like to do miracles. The Ramban speaks about all over Chumash, that Hashem wants us to retain Bechira. And to make miracles takes away from Bechira. And here you have an epic miracle that's equal to the creation of the world. Two animals of every species under the sun migrate to the Teva and march on. We're so used to it as kids. When I rethink of it as an adult, it blows my mind. The miracle, any animal you see is alive today, any single animal. In blues you see rather interesting ones. From black deer, different colored deer that I just don't see anywhere, to coyotes, to the different animals you see, they're all alive in the world for the one reason that, all, that Hashem made a nace by the Teva, that two animals marched onto the Teva. That Hashem could have made a miracle that two animals of every species weren't killed. No? Two animals marched on the Teva. Why did He make such a miracle in such an offense? I want to give two reasons, as I say. Why Hashem made such a miracle? For sure, one thing I know is He wanted us to think about it. He wouldn't have done such a miracle if there wasn't a lesson. The miracle was done for me, for you, for Him. He made a miracle for me. Why did He do it? It's a strange offense. Do it in a more natural way, which Ramban constantly hazards, that Hashem rather do something in an offense of Teva, so it doesn't make us lose our Bechira. But here, no. Supernatural. Two minim, the monkeys walked hand in hand, the couple marched onto the Teva. The couple of lions marched on. We learned it as kids, so it's not even funny to us. The most peculiar of Nisim, animal after animal, marching on hand in hand, marching onto the Teva. <coughs> Make it, those animals survive, they'll at least be a little more natural. Boom, there's a marble, and boom, there were some survivors. No, two by two migrate to this Teva and march on. One possibility is the Chazer, that the entire world gets saved from the righteous men. If they would have been saved elsewhere, not in Noyach's Teva, then it wouldn't be as pronounced that this righteous man is the cause of the survival of the world. So forever the miracles for us to Chazer, so we have to Chazer, Parshas Noyach. Isn't that a crime, Hashem Edenes? So we learn for eternity that the entire world is saved B'schos Tzadik. Tzadik Yisoyed Oilum. The Tzadik is such that he causes the whole world to be saved. You know the Gemara in Sanhedrin is ter- tremendous Chomer to say Ma'ahani Le'Rabonan. It's not because a person has no Oilum If they say, what does the Rabonan do? One of the purposes why the whole world, why this miracle, this epic miracle happened, so we have to chazu, tell our families, Rabbi say. They're going to speak about the table, all our kids learn about it. One of the purposes of this miracle is to get an important visual that the whole world is saved. So it should be more pronounced. They all have to march onto his table. They all come under his wings, under his protection. If there would have been a marble and punked, every man survived, it wouldn't be as pronounced as because of him. It's under his power. It's under his taking care of. Nayach is the sole reason the world saved. For us to learn that lesson, the story is so used to the story. We don't hazard the entire world. You know, often, it's getting near elections. They're already handling elections, Republican, Democratic. It always gets dizzy, and does one guy matter? 
You always get confused. Why does my vote matter? I vote either way. Makes it. Well, if every person thinks that way, and I go, well, all the intentions don't really matter. It's always dizzying to me. Like, I like the Gdolums every year to vote. So it's always dizzying to me. Well, they're talking to 100,000, but I'm just one. It's always confusing. Lemaise vote. It's the vote just the chazi that one person matters. That's, a, that's our Noyach visual. The entire world is corrupt and destroyed. And the world is saved from one person, <laughs> and in a very pronounced way, so we can chazer yearly that the entire Bria can be saved by one man living right. One man could save his whole block, could save his whole community, could save his whole country, could save the entire world. One person living B'tzivkos is a great, great, is a great impact on the Bria. And to teach us that for eternity, such an epic nace happened, so let's teach our families. Let's go back to basics. Tell our families that one personally right can save the whole world. And every animal you ever see, you pass by a cat running on the street. Is that cat? You can actually review that lesson. That cat is there because every single creation in the world is saved from the one tzaddik. So you can see any animal and you can have a lesson forever. That every single Bria is alive because the tzaddik, because Nayach. Because one person lived Laman Hashem. And the entire Bria could be saved from one person living Laman Hashem. This is not a side lesson, the Mabel. Many Mepharshim ask for years, I'm bothered by the cash. I don't know the answer, Bemis. The Torah repeats the word over and over the world's destroyed, the world's destroyed, the world's destroyed. The Oretz. What do I care about the crust? Look at Oretz, you can look it up. The crust of the land was peeled away. What do I care about the crust of the land? Men were destroyed, human beings. I'm a people, I like people. I, the, the earth, it's beautiful, the earth, a beautiful Bria. The most beautiful thing in the world is people. In the face of people, what's the. There's a Hadash. Somebody should count how many times it says Oretz. What are you talking about the world so much? It sounds like very, if you, if you notice, like very modern people, very. Um, these people, the greedy people, the green people, the world, the world. Stop ozone layer, knock it off with the world. I'm worried about people. People being tzaddikim. What? But the Torah gives out Goshan the Oretz. Vatimola ha'oretz. Vatishochi sa'oretz. Vayaralakim sa'oretz. Over and over and over the Oretz. Al ha'oretz. It's unbelievable. Kimola ha'oretz. Vini mashchizma sa'oretz. Oretz, oretz, oretz. People. Vineyodam. What's that gush of the Oretz? I don't know the answer. The MS, I think it's something you have to think about. What strikes me here, the first part of the Sharm. See, the Sharm speaks about that the whole Bria is only for man. And if man takes the world and man uses the world to elevate himself, he uses the pleasures to give Nishavadas. He uses the opportunities of the world. Who and if he messes up, whom is Skalkal and he messes up the entire world? Somehow that gush of Oretz, the whole Bria is there for man. And in man's corruption, he destroyed the whole beautiful Bria. The stress of the Bria is really teaching you about the power of man. All the beauty, all the science, all the amazing phenomenon is only for man. And when man corrupts, he destroys the entire Bria because it's only there for him. Whom is Skalkal? That perhaps is the stress about the whole earth. And Fakir, this Noyach, the one Sadiq, the one Sadiq rose, the whole world has Naliyah. We're going to learn that Avram Vinu buys a field, Kuma Isalai. 
That's the lesson. But if this is the lesson Hashem wants, let's teach Shamash Bach this lesson. To me, the Teva is a fascinating thing. Nayak walks into the Teva, and much like the Mishkan, his exact measurements. What's with the details? What's with the details? His exact measurements of the Teva. I'm always Mishnahim with the Mishkan. Here's a place of worship of Hashem. Ask anybody about this Hashem. What's about this Hashem? Passion, fire, feelings, intense avoidance. I picture a person chuckling by davening, mamish, raising his hands. That's about this Hashem. So what's the Mishkan? Details. Very cold mathematical calculation. Now, to be sure, Rev Hirsch, who was a great Mikobol, he was a Baki in Kabbalah, he has Pshatim in every number in the Mishkan. It's above my head, he wrote a Sefer on the Mishkan. It's the deepest Sefer that I saw from Rev Hirsch. It's Kabbalah. I can't understand a lot of it. He has on the colors and the numbers deep Pshatim. However, and Pshat, clearly there's such an exactness of how big to build everything, how small, what size is. And to me, it's partially the lesson that all the Ketusha, the house of service to Hashem, the Friar Yid, where the guy looks at Lahabda, looks at the Yid, and says, you're such, my, such religious minutia. God really cares what you wash first when you're in the shower. Does God really, you're such details. Be a loving person. Be a person of heart. And the answer is that Hashem does care. The first thing is obedience to Ratz Hashem. And the saving of the world happens in a teva. The saving of the world, the place of Kedusha, the place that survives the Mabul, is the place that's loyal to Hashem. The place that follows detail. So the first thing, striking thing about the teva is be loyal to Hashem's command. All religious fervor and feeling and emotion is gewaldig. It has to be built, the surrounding, the chitzonius, has to be surrounded by, 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 by obedience, Hashem. So it's an exact measurement for everything. But then what fills the building, what fills the tevis chesed, which is the second reason perhaps why, the second reason why Hashem made all the animals come on the tevis. Because man had corrupt. The main Yisoyed, it says, A lack of concern for Yenis thing. The Shayrish of all Chet, the Shayrish of selfishness. is me, 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 my Ratzin, what I want, what I need. The Shayrish of evil people is all about themselves. In wicked people, always hear me, I want, I feel, I, 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 I. And the Yisoyed, I, 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 I. And the aside of, a, of, a, of an Ever Hashem is he's able to think about the next person. He's able to, he's able to come out of himself. The summarizes the Torah is a person who's able to think about the Zulas, who's able to think about the next person. And the aside of the Ashras of the whole Bria was people was lack of thought about the next person. And the rebuilding of the world has to be a world that people think about the next person. So certainly the Teva has obedience to Hashem. And the second thing the Teva has is Chesed. It could have been Noyach alone in the Teva. Let the animals survive elsewhere. And Noyach should be busy learning Hashem's Torah. Davening day and night saying, Tell him, there's a mass korban, the entire world is destroyed. What's Noyach busy when the whole world's destroyed? He's feeding all the animals. He's learning chesed, to care for the next thing, to care for the Bri of Hashem. He's learning chesed, he's harving on chesed. Because the world has to be rebuilt. Oilam chesed yibaneh. 
Hashem builds a world of chesed. A world that has to be similar to their creator, similar to Hashem. In a world similar to Hashem, Hashem's a mate, Hashem's constantly giving to us. Giving us chayim, giving us life. Giving us all the goodness. And a person to survive, a person to thrive in this world, must imitate his creator. And so Hashem has all the animals march on the teva and keeps the entire time of Noach's busy with day and night, night and day. He's busy night and day, busy with chesed. Busy doing for the next person, the next Bria. Busy being merachim like Hashem's rachim of Akol Masav. He's busy being merachim on the Bria of Hashem. And this is to teach that the new order of mankind, what's going to cause the world not to have a churban, not to be destroyed again, is a man's going to think about the next person. And that's the second reason that we could learn that all the animals went on the teva to teach that a world has to be built on chesed. Certainly the, 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 the chitzonius has to be obedience to Hashem. But after the obedience has to be to imitate Hashem. There's obedience to Hashem and being like Hashem. I think those are the two lessons of the teva. The obedience represents the measurements of the teva, the exactness. Build it like 120 years. He was icing and building the exact structure to survive. The obedience to Hashem, but that's a building without a plim. That's a ruach without a neshama. That's the, that's the binion of the teva. But what goes on, what permeates inside the teva? What's the neshama? It's gufkuli neshama. The obedience is one thing. Imitate Hashem. Be like Hashem. That's the neshama. That's what went on inside the teva. What went on inside the teva, the survival of the world, and the person who was zeichet and all the bria as it came, all the kvayt shemayim that ever comes, noyach gets a scharen. Any mitzvah you did, noyach gets a scharen. And the, all the all the all the schar he gets is from the fact that noyach was taught this nekuda that noyach was taught to do for the zulas, to do for the other. We are going to teach our children. We're going to teach you about the Tzadik Noyach. I'll, I'll close and I'll end with this. Think about the Tzadik Noyach. It begs the question. It certainly teaches the big Tzadik. An epic Tzadik Noyach. It begs the question, so why aren't we B'nai Noyach? So why aren't we B'nai Noyach? We have to ask our kids and teach our kids this. We're B'nai Avram. We say Mogin Avram. Our Av is Avram. Why is it not taught in Noyach? And it is an epic Tzadik. Noyach was a tzaddik, all the schosim for eternity, God and Noyach, Pashat. Was anybody who survived? Was because of Noyach, Megalon, Schosim, Nezakai. So why aren't we B'nai Noyach, B'nai Avram? And Avram is going to march on the scene all the way at the end of this parsha. Avram Avinu is going to be born. And what is it that we're called Avram Avinu, not Noyach? Chazal tell us, based on the Pasuk in Yeshaya, in the after of this week's parsha, Noyach, we read the Pasuk in Yeshaya, and we call the, me, the Mabel the main Noyach. The waters of Noyach. Why would Chazal ask, what do you call it the waters of Noyach? Noyach was a tzaddik. Somehow you call him guilty, it's the Noyach waters. The marble's the main Noyach. What a, what a condemning pasuk. On this tzaddik, the waters of Noyach. Noyach survived these waters. Noyach was the reason the waters didn't destroy the whole world. Anything that was saved was because of this man. Yet you call it the main Noyach. And Chazal tell us, we couldn't say it on our own. And Noyach was a tzaddik. Our kids are not always able to comprehend um, subtle things, as I say. So I don't know how subtle you have to tell it to your kids. You know, we learned in school, Asa was a Russia. We get older, and Miller tells us he was at Sandik, he made certain mistakes, you get all confused. The kids we like teaching extremes, it's hard for them to hear subtleties. But Chazal tell us that Noyach was guilty to us as we get more mature, and a dak menadak. Noyach cared about the world. Noyach tried to be Makarov. There was a dak menadak that he didn't try to be Makarov the world enough. 
he didn't reach out to the next person. And thus, the, the waters are called Mein Nayach. They're called the waters of Nayach, as I'll tell us. And we're not B'nai Nayach. He's not the chosen man. He's a tzaddik, an epic tzaddik. And he has great tzvassim. And the psukim openly says, He went with Hashem. He was a great man. He's a big tzaddik. But Lemay said, the Yidni wasn't the chosen man. He does his children, not the chosen, chosen people. And the reason is, because he didn't reach out to the next person. And Avram Avinu, forever his children are Am Yisrael, or us. Aklal Yisrael, the nation, the Makabli Torah, the nation of Hashem. The nation who just said, Shemcha, God of HaKadosh, Aleinu Karasa. Shem's name is called on us, because Avram reached out to the next person. This is something also we have to teach ourselves and teach our children. That the reason we're B'nai Avram, and we're not B'nai Noyach, is Noyach didn't reach out. This is called the May Noyach. There was a criticism. <coughs> he wasn't by Yikr B'Shem Hashem, not on the level he was supposed to. And Avram Avinu forever is the chosen one. That's a possible. <coughs> Why do I love Avram? Why do I choose him with this Ava, this great love to choose him and his descendants forever? He was somebody who gave out. He taught his of B'nai Beisai, all the people who joined this house. He was somebody who spread it. He didn't leave it for himself. And, I, and that's why he chose Avram over Nayak. So I think as much as we teach our kids that Zidkus of Nayak, we must be inspired. He's his aid of ours. We come from Nayak, but he's not our Tata. He's not our Tata. He's not the starter of the Amnistrol. And that we, can, we have to teach our children. He didn't reach out to the next person. He wanted to grow. When he was a tzaddik, to some degree we understand there was a doctor. He was called Meinoyach. He didn't reach out. He wasn't chosen. And Avram Avinu comes along and reaches out and teaches the world about Hashem. There's a murder. There's a... There's an itzib that if the itzib didn't say it, we would, it would be awesome for us to say it. Oser mamish. But the itzib says we're allowed to say it. I have it in my drawer. I have it photocopied, and it's sieve that blows my mind. By the mice of Sdoim, it says, Should I not tell Avram what I'm doing? So then it's sieve, yes. There's nevuas all over Tanakh. Does God talk? Very rarely in the Torah is Hashem talked himself. Very rarely. Then it says a few times in the whole Torah, Hashem talks himself. Here's a Pasuk. You find that Hashem's conversation with himself. Should I not tell Avram? Frechten it said, by Yirmiya and Navi, there are many nevus. Does it ever say, should I not tell Yirmiya? Does it ever say, should I not tell Yecheskel? It says, this is what Hashem told Yirmiya. This is Hashem told Yecheskel. No other place in the Torah does it say, should I not tell? Here it says, should I not tell Avram? Let's go on. Comes the Nitziv, and the Nitziv says that Avram Avinu was not on the same level of any other Navi. The MS, he wasn't on the level to have Nevoa. It's an Nitziv, I can never say it. Chas Vashom. For me, the session, but it says it. Avram, and he says, because Avram was too busy doing Kirif. It's It sacrifices Madregas. He was busy being with Tariff people. He couldn't get on that Madrega. So, Be'emes and Hilchus Nevur, he wasn't on that Madrega. But he was so Lashem Shemayim, Hashem says, I'm a chasish, I not tell him, I'm going to tell him anyway. He wasn't on the Madrega Nevur, he was too busy doing Kirif. Reaching out. Except Hamachas Alimei Avram. And Zot the Nitziv, Avram learned from these dayus. The Nitziv says in Parshas Noyach, Avram studied Noyach. He studied Binu Shnois Dorvadur. He studied the generations. And he asked himself a question. Hashem destroyed the whole world. Were they not Tzadikim? Mishushelach, Chanoich. They were Tzadikim. Yet Hashem destroyed the world. I don't understand. And Avram came to the conclusion 
that the tzaddik, Hashem wants to impact the Bria. They didn't impact the Bria. They weren't in the care of others. This is what Avraham Avinu deduced from this whole kuf of the Mabul. That they didn't impact others. Hashem made a Mabul despite the tzaddikim. Because they didn't reach out to the Zulas. And he made a decision that he's going to be Oyvid Hashem, even at the sacrifice of Madragas for himself, perhaps. He sacrificed Madragas, he reached out to the next person, being Mikhaim the next person, building up the next person, thinking about the next person. This is the Mitzvah says. And the Zaya Hashem says, Bashar, not tell him nonetheless. Mind boggling the Mitzvah, but Tuchay Chaisim, he asked this. You ever saw this Mitzvah? Yes, fuck. It's amazing. It's if I have it photocopied in case you think I'm lying. If Berkowitz never said over this Mitzvah, I'm sure he knows this Mitzvah. Amazing Mitzvah. The kids are the I'm sorry. I said that it's meant to some cipher. I asked Michiel. Some cipher, not in the tip. To rechoism, the some cipher. Thank you, Rebezi. Some cipher. I'm a dog of the shame. Some cipher, not in the tip. The kids are learned we should be Zaycha by Saidis Parshish to study them, to teach our Mishpachas in, in, in a way that's fitting for our age, to reanalyze them. The table should happen again in our house. Don't worry. I love it when a kid don't just look at your kid. I love my kids come on with pictures. I want to see the table again. I want to set my eyes, not for them. They go, oh, it's so cute for me. I want to see the tape again. And I want to learn those two lessons specifically. That the entire Bria is saved from one man being a tzaddik. One man was right, the entire Bria gets saved. Tzaddik is And the second lesson of Chesed. A lesson that the whole Bria survives because people imitate Hashem. To have the outside of the table, the obedience to Hashem, and the neshama, the good, the neshama of the teva, the chesed, the imitate of Hashem. So he's supposed to go to the fear or not? Is that what you have to practice from here?